Hey everybody, welcome to the actual episode 23 here on What About Therapy. I'm Enoch Fossum, I'm a certified mindfulness life coach. And I'm Austin Ivey, and I am certified in the basics of acceptance and commitment therapy, and we are both going to school to be licensed marriage and family therapists here in the state of Utah. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why most of us fail our New Year's resolutions every single year, and we tend to not really go anywhere with our goals that we set for that year. And we're going to talk about things that we can do to back up these goals, like values. All that coming up next on What About Therapy. In this episode, we're talking about goals. And I know a lot of us going into the new year, we like to make the New Year's resolutions. But if you're human and you're like both of us, then a lot of those goals sometimes most of the time fail. And by December of that year, we're nowhere near what we wanted to do. So we're going to talk about why that is, why you keep failing in your goals that you make. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for almost every single goal that I've ever made, like New Year's resolution, it's failed probably by February. Like I I had a cousin one time and she had a goal to not drink soda the whole year. And she's like the only person Hmm. I've ever known to actually go through with a goal the entire year so shout out to her you know who you are but um (laughs) it's possible it's possible but i don't know i'd say the vast majority of people listening or watching this probably have never made the full year with their news resolution and we're gonna get into that and why that is and it's gonna link a little bit with our previous episode which we called episode 23 but was really episode 22 (laughs) yeah on the basics yeah i want to say lazy we just didn't care enough to go back and change it <laughs> it was our first zoom episode that we'd ever recorded on zoom and That's so true. we and decided was, to go for it it was early yeah it, it was, was like five thirty. Early. it was a very early morning it was before work so we're going to talk a little bit more about values today and we we touched on it on the end of the episode last time and so if you can go back to listen to that and touch on it a little bit and then come back you can want we're going to get into it today Um, But specifically, how goals tie into the values and why they need to be linked in order for goals to really work. And so to get right into it, goals and why they don't work versus values and why they do work, we're going to talk about goals versus value-based goals. There's a difference. Very big difference. And goals usually fail. Value-based goals usually work very well. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into why that is and what that even means. So... Now, real quick, housekeeping items for those of you listening on the podcast, this is the first episode that we're actually going to be putting on YouTube, and we're recording it. It's, you know, not the greatest, (laughs) (laughs) but we're recording it right now just off my laptop, and this is something that we've wanted to do for a long time is to put it on YouTube, and so here we go. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's going to be great, and we're going to learn all together, so bear with us. Yeah, if you're listening right now on the podcast, just search up What About Therapy on YouTube, and you'll see the little thumbnail there and this episode, hopefully, if all goes well. I mean, (laughs) We can get this to upload. Honestly, yeah, we don't quite know what we're doing, to be honest, with YouTube, but that is something that we're going to really work on and push, is every episode will also be on YouTube along with the podcast, and so we'll be just, you know... Like Austin said, bear with us. It'll be slow, but slow and steady wins the race, like we'll also talk about. Yeah, yeah. we really want to make this as good as possible. It's a learning process for us. We're both in school. Um, we both work and are doing school all the time. We're on break right now, so we have a little bit more time Christmas to work Christmas break, out. baby. Oh, it's the I guess New Year's break. New Year's break. 
So we have a little bit more time to get this going. So you got to bear with us a little bit. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate all of our listeners and staying with us. And we're going to continually make this in better, better and better for you as the listener. And we're learn. I learn a lot from this as well. So yeah. And on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell icon. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> when, you watch, when you watch YouTube, you hear a lot of people say, subscribe, hit the bell icon, like at least 50 times. We're not going to say it. We're just going to say it maybe once or twice. But do that. If you hit the bell icon, what it does is notifies you when we release an episode on YouTube. And so if you liked watching YouTube more, then you can maybe turn your notifications off on the podcast and turn them on on YouTube if you prefer to watch them, if you're more mm-hmm. of a visual person. Um, yeah, you can do that. Or you can have both notifications on. Why not? If if you're an OG. <laughs> if you're a real fan, that's what you'll do. Just, <laughs> just kidding. We appreciate all of our fans no matter how you listen. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we can get right into it then. Um, the first big question of the night, why do goals fail? There's a million different reasons why that would be, and we're not going to claim to know all of them, and each situation is very different. Um, but we both thought of some different reasons why your goal might be failing and why it could fail. This New Year's resolution season, why that could happen. Um, one thing that I thought of um, would be that goals are very finite. If you think about a goal, it's um, when it's achieved, it's over, kind of by design. You know, If you have a goal to, I don't know, lose 15 pounds, whatever it is, to lose weight, that's a pretty common, I feel like that's a pretty common New Year's resolution goal. Um, to lose weight, that's... That's probably the most common. Yeah. If you did a Google search, I'm sure you could find that. Like, I'm sure gym memberships skyrocket in January and then drop off in February. That might be worth a Google search. And I think I'm going to look it up right Phoenix now. Phoenix doing that. So I'm going to keep talking about it while he looks. Um, but when you have a goal, when it's over, it's over. And then you kind of forget about it. You, you get a huge dopamine kick, and then it's just done. And especially when you set the goal itself, I did some research on this today that when you set a goal, even just setting a goal, you get a dopamine kick. It kind of plays into the habit center of the brain. Our brain loves habits and it kind of really likes goals. And so when you set a goal and you start working towards it, you get this dopamine kick and it feels very good. And when you hit the end of that goal, you get a huge dopamine kick. And then for a lot of people, at least I can only speak for myself as always, whenever I've achieved a goal, I kind of feel depressed afterwards it's like good for a minute and then depression because now what you know everyone's had that feeling before i hit this goal now what do i do with my life and that could be super unhelpful sometimes i think we got the answer over here for yeah the number one most new year's resolution goal that is made every year is doing more exercise or improving my fitness and then close behind it is losing weight Mm -hmm. so the first one is just i mean getting getting in shape, getting fit. And that can be really the same thing as losing weight. Because I mean, most people I would say when they say I want to get fit, that includes losing weight. So and then just for funsies, the third one is saving more money. The Mm -hmm. fourth is improving my diet. And the fifth is pursuing a career ambition. Wow. Well, there we go. Inspiring. Very inspiring. So we were right. Losing weight, getting fit, top of the list. So maybe we should, I'll keep on that as I go through this. So second little thing that I was thinking of, that um, with goals, one of the reasons they fail is they're very conditional. If you don't complete the goal in the specific way you wanted to, you feel like a failure. Like if your goal was to lose 15 pounds and it's July or August and you've only lost like two pounds, like you've made progress and you're working really hard towards it, you're keeping the the plan, I guess, 
but you're not reaching the specific goal, it can be easy to feel like a failure and just give up because there's no way I'm going to lose 13 more pounds if I've only lost two pounds seven months into the year or whatever it is. Like it's only a month, I'm a month in and I've gained five more pounds, whatever it is. It's really easy to put conditions on goals. And if you find yourself breaking those conditions, feel feel like a failure and then move away from it. Just give up on the goal. And that's something that I found in my own life. Which kind of leads me to the third reason why people give up is because their goals are very socially compliant. Keeping on the fitness thing, keeping on the working out, losing weight thing. Losing weight and body image is a huge socially driven thing. If you think about Instagram, Instagram models, yeah, go to your Go to your Instagram profile or go to Facebook and go to the Explore page and scroll a little bit and you'll see some you know, male models, female models, mm-hmm. all of these people working out, getting the, the best butt shots, <laughs> you know, in the yoga pants at the gym, like perfectly photoshopped and with yeah. filters and all the alike, like almost impossible to achieve images. And that can be really detrimental to a lot of people. And so when you, you see that and you set a goal based off of thinking you're going to get to that point too, even though you have an entirely different life, they're usually for those people, their life that's what it is, is to go to the gym. Like they're an influencer. They make money by getting sponsored by those Lululemon pants or whatever it is. And that's how they make their money. So they can spend more time doing that. And you might have a full-time job and be in school like us. And you can't, you just can't compare yourself. We, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, actually comparing and how unhealthy that is. And so when your goal is all about comparing, it is all about the socially compliant desires to please other people that can be a huge reason why your goal is failing is because you're doing it because of how you might appear to other people rather than how you feel on the inside. Yeah. We'll talk about this more, but you need to understand and start to think about your why, like why are you going to the gym? Are you going to the gym so you can get that perfect booty shot with the right angle, the right lighting and just look perfect, put on this perfect, uh, facade, you know, that's, not really honestly real because you have lighting angles all that stuff it's just silly or are you going to the gym because you have a value of fitness look there is you saw that's my dog (laughs) mascot yeah he's sleeping but he just kind of popped his head out there (laughs) he's on the show we made it anyways so do you go to the gym because you have a value of fitness, you know, do you want to go there for your own health and to just try and live as long as you can? And that, that's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's a good point though. Um, why are you doing the thing that you're doing? And that goes back to the value of the thing. Is it, is it socially compliant or is it, is it an internal motivator? Socially compliant goal would be to look a certain way to other people, but an internal motivation value-based goal would be, I want to live a long life so I can, um, see, be able to see my great grandkids or my grandkids. I want to be able to spend more time with my wife or my children, or I like, I love hiking or I love fishing and I can't go fishing and hiking if I'm in terrible shape. And so it really goes back to why are you doing this? What's pushing you to do this? If it's socially compliant, it's going to fail and it's going to make you feel terrible at some point. And so yeah, it takes a lot of reflection and mindfulness to realize what is, uh, what's the value behind it or what's the, I guess the motivation behind it, not the value. Right. And I think goals are very punishing. Okay. And, and 
as in when you don't meet your goal or you're nowhere near it or whatever, you punish yourself. And that's how they can be very detrimental to you and to your mental health is when you don't meet it, when you don't uh, beat that goal that you set out to do, then you start to beat yourself up. And values are not so punishing because you can say you, can, you have a value of fitness and you can do one push-up because that's all you had time to do that day. But that's okay. You have a value of fitness. You recognize that, you know, today was a busy day and that's okay. I was still able to get one push-up in. And there you go. It's not as punishing as if you had a goal to do 10 push-ups a day and you only had time to do one, let's say. I mean, that's one busy day if you only have time to do one push-up. But if you only have chance to do one push-up, excuse me, and you have a goal of 10, then you're like, oh man, I'm a total failure. You know, I oh, why'd I even set this goal when it just seems so impossible? So do you see how goals can be punishing when they're not backed up by values? That's a really good point I wanted to make with the... Um... Like going back to the conditional thing, goals are very conditional and we're not, I guess we don't want to say that goals are bad because goals are very good and right. we're going to talk about, the next thing we're going to talk about is how to make, make better goals. And so goals are a good thing to have in your life. It's going to have you find success, but goals need to be value-based. It needs to be a, um, what did we say? A, a goal-based, let's say a value-based goal and not a goal-based value. You, you want your, your goal to be driven by the value, not the value to be driven by a goal. And so that's the thing about values is they are unconditional. It doesn't matter what you do. If it's a goal of fitness, do one push-up like Enoch said. If it's a goal of intelligence or a goal of knowledge, you read, I don't know, like a page out of a book. If When, yeah. the, when the goal, let's say page, the goal whatever. is to read a, a chapter a day, um, if it's value-driven, if you, if you at least get a page, you're still going to feel motivated still. You're not going to feel like you're giving up because you know that you're trying to just learn something. So you read until you learn something new or you watch a video until you learn something new that is meaningful to you and then you move on to the next thing because that's all you have time for. So just realizing that if you base your goals off of values, you can be a lot easier on yourself because you're not going to be beating up yourself every time you don't meet this meet the specifics. Yeah. yeah, and that's if there's one thing to take away from this episode, it's that is that as you set new goals for this coming year, make sure they're value-based. Think of the why. Why are you doing this? Are you doing it again to be like to be socially compliant with what you should do? You know you should all over yourself. Is it because what you it's what you should do or it's because something that you want to do and you have a value of that of what you want to do. I think one thing last thing I want to point on that is the there, there's truth in shoulds, you know, like if you feel like you should do something, like I, sh I feel like I should work out. That's your body kind of, it's like an alarm bell. Like if it's telling you should do something, there's a little bit of truth in there. You know, like if you, if your brain is telling that you should do something, there's always truth in everything. So find the truth in the should, I guess, <laughs> and then base a value off of it that's achievable and a goal that's achievable. So that way you're not ignoring the alarms and the signals that your brain's trying to give you. Just make it more attainable and empathetic towards yourself instead of just beating yourself up if you don't do the exact should that your brain is shooting all over you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's something we can maybe talk about in another episode is the yeah. difference in shoulds. I'm sure we could talk about that. Oh yeah, that's, you know, stay tuned that for that. for a long time. The different shoulds. Yeah, yeah. it'd be kind of fun. 
stay tuned. But anyways, for the rest of this episode, we're going to go over 10 reasons your New Year's resolutions fail. This is an article from lifehack.org. So if you want to read it, we'll put it in the show notes and you can go ahead and read it there. So number one is you're treating a marathon like a sprint. One of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. So we tend to make goals, right, that we want to complete that year. That's not a bad thing. But a lot of the times, like Tony Robbins says, we overestimate. We kind of bite off more than we can chew. And we tend to underestimate what we can do in, let's say, two years, three years, a decade, ten years. And we we don't see what we can achieve in that amount of time if we stick with it. And I know that's very hard for me to do because I love to see results. I love to see them now. I want, you know, I don't want to be doing something longer than a week and not see results. But when we have that perspective, that mindset of, okay, I'm going to do this for a certain amount of time each day or each week, each month, and I'm going to do it until I get it. You know, it may take months, years, but eventually I'll get it if I am staying consistent with it. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that besides the fact that we talked about this in previous episodes. I think it was episode 21. It was the three C's, Thieves of Joy. And one of the mm-hmm. C's that is a thief of joy is comparing. And so unhealthy comparisons um, can be very detrimental when it comes to goals. So always remember to compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who you think you can be in a year or who you were or how someone else is now or how, how were, you, were you a year ago, how you were a year ago. Yeah, there we go. Always make sure to make a fair comparison with yourself. And that is usually about who you were yesterday. If you did one more push-up than you did yesterday, that's freaking awesome. So always just make sure you're making fair comparisons and um, don't treat it like a, a sprint and keep can keep good context and good perspective on what your goals are and what they mean to you. And that'll help you maintain that steady pace. Yeah, and remember, you talked about this a couple episodes as well, is that life is not a race at all. I mean, you know, treating life marathon like a sprint, you know, whatever. You get it. You get what they're saying. Don't don't try and rush things. But life isn't a race. It's not a competition. Okay? You we have time. You have time. It's okay. You can take all the time you need to accomplish what you want and what you need to do in life. So there's no need to rush, really. Just keep that perspective. That kind of brings us to number two is you put the cart before the horse, which means you do things out of order. So you focus strictly on results. So if you want to do 100 push-ups in one sitting, in one set, then that's all you focus on and you don't focus on what you do to get there, then most likely you're not going to hit that goal because all you're doing is focusing on what you want and not what you can do in the here and the now. Yeah, I think there's just a natural tendency to focus on um, the destination rather than the, uh, than the I guess the traveling, the traveling. What's the the journey? How about there? There's a natural yeah. tendency to focus on the, the destination rather than the journey, and so, that takes a little bit of a stepping back and some meditation, some self reflection to realize that it, the journey is getting you to the destination. So if you don't even think about the journey, you're never going to get to the destination. Right. So that's all I have to say about that one. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with beginning with the end in mind. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that. There's nothing wrong with that because we need a direction to go to start. But if you just focus on the end, 
and not the beginning and the journey, you're most likely not going to get to the end. You're just going to be sitting there thinking about the end. You have to know where you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is you don't believe in yourself. I think a lot of us tend to make goals that can be big and that's not a bad thing, but we need to remember that we tend to lose faith in ourselves when we don't start seeing results because I know that's happened to me a lot as if I don't see results, then I'm starting to think that, oh man, the things that I'm doing aren't working. And so I lose faith in myself and I just stop and that goal isn't met. Yeah, I don't have much to add that actually. I'd say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number four is too much thinking and not enough doing. And I think the best place to start is the here and now. These kind of go into, I mean, you know, the last three that we just talked about is we tend to think about where we want to be. And a lot of the times that's what we only think about. And that's why we fail goals because we're not doing anything. And so if you want to do something, start now. For example, we wanted to put our podcast on YouTube. We don't know how. I'm not very technology savvy. Austin kind of is, not, but not really. <laughs> but we wanted, we wanted to know, we wanted to do it, and we didn't know how, and so we just kind of, we're taking little baby steps, and we're here. Like, it's not great, you know? It's not exactly what we wanted or what we want, and eventually, like, we're still working on it, you know? We're taking little baby steps, and we're doing. We're not just thinking of what we want to do. That's like, I know a lot of people want to start a podcast, and for me, it took me like seriously a year of just thinking, like, what do I, what should I name the podcast? What do I even want to talk about? Like at first, the subjects for my podcast, this podcast that we wanted to talk about, it changed like three different times mm -hmm. of what I wanted to do. And eventually it just stuck. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I need to start now. It's not just gonna, you know, what if someone else has the thought of, oh, I want to start a podcast called What About Therapy? And they go on, start one, and boom, it's taken. Because I was just sitting there thinking, <laughs> we need to just do. Like, my first, the first logo for the podcast, I made it on my phone. It's like, hey, this looks kind of cool. I put it on there. Boom. And I asked around on what, you know, podcast hosting platform I can use that's best and I just I got on there and the first episodes I don't really I mean I don't think the first couple of episodes are bad at all I think they're great but I mean I didn't really know what I was doing I was taking baby steps and now now look at us yeah exactly look where we've come baby we have a YouTube channel <laughs> that's sub mediocre but will probably one day be alright with because... Reese's mugs yeah not so sponsored Reese's mugs <laughs> yeah also Stay tuned for What About Therapy merch. It's coming, and it's going to be great. It could be here. Maybe we'll have some mugs. You'll just have to wait. Keep watching. Maybe we'll do some giveaways. I know we've said that. Uh, we're definitely <laughs> going to try to look into that. We'll do it. Um, I had a couple of things with that, actually. Um, I love cliches. I'm an anecdotal guy. I love little cliches. And one of my favorite cliches is um, excuses are like, I'll say feet. We all have them, and they all stink. If you if you, if you were gonna if you have something you want to do, a goal or like this place you want to be in your life, 
there's always going to be a million excuses to not to not get started to not get started to not no that yeah works. yeah to not start and so you could always find a million reasons why even while in the middle of doing it when you're successful there's always going to be a million reasons to not do something and so there's that second one um and i'm kind of losing it as i'm talking about so i might move on a little bit more but um what I wanted to end with this part is that you can't think your way out of a thinking problem. And so if you are kind of like how Enoch was, um, you're in a place where you're thinking about something you want to do. You have a goal. Let's say you want to go back to school because you really want to be a therapist just like us. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, you want to be a doctor or you want to be a chef. I don't know. And you just keep thinking about all the things that could go wrong, all the things that could go right, how you're going to do it, what it's going to be like when you get there. You just keep thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. So while I'm in thinking is good, you got to set some goals. You have to get some plans going. Thinking is great. Humans are set apart in that way. We have this amazing ability think. to think. But when you start thinking your way out of a thinking problem and you think a little bit too much, you get into a really bad negative feedback loop where nothing happens. And um, I guess I just remember what I wanted to say earlier. Um, the wrong decision is way better than indecision. And I say that a lot, And but I live by it. It's better to make the wrong decision than it is to make no decision and never get started at all. Because with the wrong decision, at least then you know what the right decision is. Because then you can Boom. just flip, go the other way towards the other direction that you were thinking. So I always say this, it comes down to making a decision. You just have to act. And you have to, if you want to start a podcast, just start it. And then you'll learn very quickly what you need to do to change it. If you want to be a nurse, apply for school. If you want to be a chef, apply to school, start watching videos and to start acting. You'll learn very quickly what's wrong, what what's wrong, <laughs> what's wrong and what's right. And then it's so much easier to learn from mistakes than it is to learn from hypotheticals in your brain. So, just get started on something that you really want to start working on and you'll you'll learn so much quicker from mistakes and from just experience than you would trying to use your imagination and hypothesize your th- way through things. Is it Shia LaBeouf? Just, just do it. Just do it. Nike swoosh. Just do it. It's. I mean, that's that's the basis of acceptance and commitment therapy. It's kind of shrouded in all these like, with like Nike and Shia LaBeouf and life coaches and motivational speakers. But that that's really what life comes down to. If you want to have a rich and fulfilling life, you just got to do it. You just got to start acting and act in ways that are in accordance to your values. And eventually, you through dis- wrong decisions and right decisions and perfectly middle ground decisions you'll get to where you want to be and it just takes trial and error like through everything boom that takes us to number five which is you are in too much of a hurry now when i read this i thought about tendons now let me tell you i started a journey 12 days ago if you're following me on instagram you'll know my instagram tag is og fossum go ahead and follow me there and you'll you'll see this journey I started a journey of squatting every single day, at least every you know day I can go to the gym. I squat every single time because I want to beat the family squat record, which is 405 that my dad squatted last week or two weeks ago. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold the record. I'm going to squat every day until I beat that record. And... The reason I think about tendons is because when you squat, that puts a lot of pressure on your knees, okay? And you have a lot of tendons in your knees. You have at least, what, four? And so when you work out, you are basically 
putting little microfiber tears in your muscles so then they can grow back even stronger. And you do this over and over again, which builds uh, builds your muscles. I'm not you know, a pro on anatomy, but this is just the basics. And the same thing in a sense happens to your tendons. But the difference here is when you're working out and you put these little microfibers, these little tears in your muscles, there's a lot more blood flow that goes into your muscles than your tendons. And blood helps your muscles recover and to heal. And when your tendons don't have as much blood flow, it takes them a bit longer to heal and to get stronger. And that's why a lot of injuries happen in the gym is because you overexert yourself way too much too frequently without letting your muscles heal and especially your tendons because your muscles may feel good but your tendons are lagging a little behind and so you go ahead and you know, squat heavy again, super hard, destroy your legs that day and then you hurt your knee. It's because your tendons haven't, haven't caught up yet with recovery and so you need to take it slow. When you tend to rush your goals, when you want to see a result now or tomorrow, then you'll probably make mistakes and you might do something that you didn't want to do because you rushed it. Hey man, only thing I have to say is give yourself a little bit of love. Treat yourself, treat yourself. as if someone, treat yourself like someone that you love. Treat yourself like your, your mom, or your spouse, your dad. Show yourself a little bit of compassion because it will take time. So you need to learn how to be patient with yourself and love yourself because like Enoch said, um, anything that's worth doing will take time. So I like love that. yourself a little bit. Anything that's worth doing takes time. Yeah. That's I true. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie Lone Survivor. There's the seal credo and I've had it memorized for a while there, but um, one of the lines in it is uh, anything that's worth doing is worth overdoing. And um, along the same lines, anything worth doing is going to take time. So anything that's really going to make a huge impact on your life is really, it's going to, it's going to take you some real effort and some real time. So give yourself some grace and make sure to always remember the why behind it. And we're going to actually, we're going to end on that a little bit more and a little teaser of how we're going to end on this. But, um, the, the, the only thing that's going to keep you going is that why. So always remember that. Number six is you don't enjoy the process. Doing something you don't enjoy it isn't sustainable. If you don't like going to the gym and you want to get fit and you force yourself to go to the gym for days on end, are you happy? I don't think so. I don't know about you, but I am not happy when I make myself go to the gym when I don't want to go. And now I'm not saying that you shouldn't go, right? I'm not shooting on you, but... I'm saying that, like for me, I love going to the gym because I do things that I love doing. Like for squatting, I'm not doing, I'm not gonna squat every day because I just have a goal of squatting, you know, 405. I go to the gym because one, I have a, ha, have a value of fitness. I like to be healthy. I want to be able to like protect my family at any time and to be able to move and to run. Um, if if I need to and I also love to squat. I think it's a beautiful a beautiful movement It's my favorite movement to do and I have fun and that's what keeps me going Every day if I hated squatting, I'd tell you now I'd be done I'm on day 11 well day 12 tomorrow But I'd be done like 
straight up done because it's not fun. And when you're miserable and you go after goals that are miserable, then doing that isn't very sustainable. That just goes back to the social compliance thing. If you have a goal because you think it'll help you appear a certain way to other people, you're just going to hate it and you're going to hate yourself for doing it. Um, like if you're doing something to impress someone else, like you're losing weight because you want to, I don't know, you want to gain more status within your friend group or people at work, or if you're trying to date around and you're trying to find like your spouse or whatever you want to, you want to find a boyfriend or girlfriend and there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself and making, getting to the point where you want to look and having good self image. But if you're doing it strictly because you want to appear a certain way to other people, it's just, it's going to fail. And so do do things that you enjoy. Make sure to, it goes back to the socially compliant thing, like I said. So make sure it's an inner motivation rather than external motivation. Yeah, have fun. If you yeah. want to read, yeah. read something you want. There are people like, oh, if you read, you got to read self-help books every day. Mm-hmm. You know, self-help, self-help. You'll, it's a self-help book, so you're helping yourself. Like, no, okay? If you want to read, read something you enjoy. I really enjoy fantasy books. I read Harry Potter I'm almost done with the seventh book right now, and I love it. I think it's so fun. There's such great books, and I enjoy doing it, and that's why I like to read. I'm also reading The Hobbit right now, and I love it. My first time reading The Hobbit. It's actually really great. Have you read The Hobbit? I haven't. I haven't. It's great. Like, the exact opposite for me. I love reading, too, and I like reading the self-help books, and so that's yeah. the, that's the nice cut to make, because we both enjoy reading. We'll have a value of reading, but I like the self-help books. I love the... Um, that type of stuff. And I actually, I enjoy the Hunger Games books. Those are really good. I like those a lot. Those are good. Yeah. Shame the movies weren't as good. <sighs> Don't get me started. We could do a whole podcast episode on that. <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode yeah. on movies and books that we recommend and don't recommend. <laughs> episode 100. Hey, there's an idea. <laughs> hey, that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. So that was six. You don't enjoy the process. So learn to enjoy it. Do something that you like to do. And, you know, at first, that's especially important at first is make sure it's something you want to do and maybe later down the road you can if you have a day you don't, you don't want to go to the gym you can push yourself because you know you like it but at first just find something you love anyway mm-hmm. number seven is you're trying too hard mm-hmm. now as long as you're moving forward in my books there's no need to worry about an occasional backward step for instance I'm I'm a big gym jockey here. I think we both are. We grew up in the weight room, yeah, playing football, <laughs> all that. So that's kind of what we like to use and talk about. But yeah. Anyways, you can do this with anything. But um, when let's say you have a a goal of losing weight or getting fit, you're consistently going to the gym and you want to avoid sugars or anything that can let's say make you gain weight. But if you keep going to the gym. And you, you can have an occasional brownie. You can drink milk. You can drink soda. If you're being consistent with the gym, obviously I'm not saying you know drink soda every day as your pre-workout or anything like that. But if you're consistently going to the gym, you can have a brownie a couple times a week. You can have a cookie once a day. Even that. Heck. And you're going to still see results. Maybe not as much results as if you didn't eat a cookie a day. But you're still going to see results. And so you don't need to try so hard. Because when you push yourself, 
as hard as you can, like most people do in January, the first couple of weeks, they set a goal of, you know, fitness, getting fit. They last two weeks, a month, two months, and then they're done because they push themselves way too hard. That's like sprinting the marathon. It's not sustainable. <laughs> and you just frankly will end up failing. Yeah, I don't know if this applies too much to it, but I think when you set that bar too high and you try so hard, um, it can be so easy to give up. Like if you, I don't know, the, the analogy that I think of when I think of trying too hard and giving up because of it, it's like if you do end up eating a cookie or a brownie and your goal is the fitness thing, getting in shape, losing weight, and you eat a brownie and just because that one thing happened and you stepped off the path just that little bit, you give up. That's that's so anti, like, um, what's the word? Um, anti-productive, counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, if you think about it this way, it's the same as if you're driving down the road and you got a flat tire or a blowout on your tire. And just because that tire's flat, you go and slash the rest of them and walk home. And you could just throw on the... And I've heard yeah. that before. I can't remember where I heard that from. I'd love to get credit to where I heard that from. But that's what I think of when it comes to stepping off the path a little bit. A lot of people, when they make a small mistake or they don't fulfill their goal or they step outside of their values a little bit because they're trying so hard and because they had such high expectations of themselves, they slash the rest of the tires and they just give up entirely, walk home or they pull the scooter out of the back seat and just scooter home. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, it's, it's so counterproductive just to give up on the goal just because you messed up a little bit. You're okay to, it's okay to step outside a little bit and live. Like if you do have a brownie and your goal is fitness or if you, instead of reading, like you usually do, you sit down and watch a movie with your wife or your friends, or you play Xbox for an hour, it's okay to step outside a little bit and then get back on the track, put the spare on and keep going and then go get the tire fixed and get back on track. Go to Big O, get the tire fixed <laughs> and pay the $10 and keep going. I don't know how much it is to fix a, t a flat, but too much for me. Um, yeah, don't, don't give up because, um, you can't find one piece of the puzzle. Like that's another analogy that I always say that I learned, um, a little while back that, you don't give up on a puzzle because you can't find one piece, you know, yeah. like, um, I'm done with this crap. Yeah, I, can't, I can't find this piece. I can't find this one piece. That's all black. You know, where does this go? Yeah. But if you were to do the move on to other, other pieces of the puzzle, you'll come back to that and you have a little bit more context. So, um, you are trying too hard. If, if that's the case, just take a step back, take the blinders off and, um, come back and <laughs> instead of trying to uh, eliminate things and, um, cut things out of your life, just move back, get some context and try something else, I guess. Yeah. And that's why I say goals are punishing. When you set that bar high yeah. and you miss, then you beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. You slash all your tires and you walk home. Yeah. When if you have a, just have a value-based goal, it's backed up by a value. Like, oh, okay, that's okay. I could put the spare on. I can keep going. You know, a little bump in the road. That's okay. All right. Number eight, you don't track your pro progress. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. simple. <laughs> yep. I have process on my notes, but it's progress. You don't, <laughs> don't track, track your process. You don't track kind your of the progress. same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. But it's really fun to see where you start on day one, then even go to day, you know, 14, two weeks later, and to see your progress. You may not see any, or you may see little. And seeing that progress is very motivational for me anyway. Um, I'm no, I know a lot of people, you know, that's a big motivator, yeah, seeing yeah. progress seeing, you know, tracking everything and then seeing their numbers increase or seeing, you know, whatever you're tracking increase or do better, whatever you're trying to do. And when you don't track your pro progress, I almost said process again. <laughs> when you don't track your process, the process, 
then you kind of tend to get lost in the sauce a lot of the times and you kind of lose your way in a sense and it's a lot easier just to quit. You're like, oh, you know, I, I maybe improved a little bit or I'm, I'm not improving at all when you really could be, but you're not tracking it so you don't know. It's a lot easier to give up when you don't know how far you've come. Boom. So, Couldn't yeah. say it better myself. There you go. Number eight. Number nine, you have no social support. And I mean, this one seems, it's pretty obvious. It's really hard to do things alone. It's very possible, but it does make it harder to be the lone wolf or whatever you want to call it. It's not easy. And again, you can do it, but it makes it a lot easier when you have people behind you to keep pushing you forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, support, like social circles are really important. When it comes to all aspects of human life, it's so hard to do things by yourself. And there's some things that need to be done by yourself. But um, in episode, was it 19 that we talked about? Um, 19. Episode 19. Yep. If you go back and listen to that one, the title of the episode was um, The Best Anxiety Medication Doesn't Come in Pill Form, I believe. Mm -hmm. And part of that episode, we talked about how humans developed and evolved in these tribes. Um, we always have kept together and stayed together in groups. And we used to take down mammoths and lions and all types of big, crazy animals. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. We took them to all down in groups and in tribes. Yeah. And you think about wolf packs. They, or even, um, what is it, hyenas. They're able to take down really large animals because they work as a team. And so if you think of your goal as a huge mammoth, that it's really hard to take. You couldn't take it down by yourself, especially if it's a really hard goal. You're going to need help to do it. And so... Um, go to the people that you trust and love the most, your spouse, your friends, your parents, siblings, whoever it is that you're closest to in your life and invite them into your tribe. And if they really love you, I'm sure they'd love to help you with your goals. And so that's a good way to know if they're your real friend or not, if they're really willing to True, if they help support you, with, you. Yeah, that's what a, a real friend does. And um, hopefully you have a spouse like I do with my goals. She, um, I wouldn't be able to achieve half the goals, probably any of the goals that I set out to do if it wasn't for her. And so being a part of that group can really help you, you can make the the problem and the goal seem so much smaller and attainable when you have all these people helping you out with it. So find some people that are worth being around and invite them on your life's journey. They'll make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Number 10, the last one, you know your what, but not your why. Mm. So you, why do you want to get fit? Okay, fit is the what. You want to get fit. But mm -hmm. why? Why do you want to get fit? Again, this kind of sums up all these goals is you need to find the why. Why do you want to read? Do you have a goal of knowledge, of learning, of... We'll actually talk about this later. I'm, I'm sure I mentioned it in past episodes, but reading fantasy books actually increases your ability over time to feel empathy for other people and to see and feel how other people are feeling uh, better because that's what you do in fantasy books and fiction books, I, I, su I should say, because there are different stories, different people, you get to know every book. And we'll talk about that another episode, episode 101. <laughs> After we talk about our favorite movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> why, why do you want to read? Why do you want to have better communication with your spouse? Why do you want to change? That why is really the driving process behind goals. If you don't know your why, then it can be really hard to wake up at five in the morning or six in the morning when it's in the middle of winter like it is now, it's pitch black outside and you have a value of fitness or let's say you wanna go uh, get fit like most of us do according to the statistics. And it's dark, it's cold, 
if you don't have a why of why you want to get fit, then it's going to be really hard, I guess harder, to get out of bed and to go to the gym than it would be if you had your why. Like, I want to go to the gym because I want to be fit. I want uh, I, I want to be able to, like Austin was saying, to be there for my family when I'm older, to be able to move and to do things when I'm older instead of being being crippled. You know, the things I do now will have an effect on what I do later. And I'm not saying it'll be a lot easier to get out of bed, but it can be that little oomph you need that day to get out of bed because you have your why. Yeah, and um, I'm a big guy when it comes to discipline. I like I think everything in life, especially goals, come down to, comes down to discipline. And discipline is an abstract concept for me and I think for a lot of people. Um, but from getting to point A to point B, from where you are to being disciplined, I think it is a why. And that why can help you create discipline. If you want to get up and work out in the mornings, your why can push you to pull off the covers, get out into the cold air for a little bit and start moving your body. Or it can get you off your phone playing Clash Royale into the book to your desk reading. <laughs> that, that's a tough <laughs> one. Um, that why can be that, like like Enix said, it can be the umph that pushes you. It, it represents discipline. The why yeah. represents your discipline. And the the thing we kind of wanted to end with all this is that you have to the big differentiation here. We talked about goals and values in the beginning. We're kind of tying it up here, but the goal is the what. The kind of the destination is the what. And the why is the value. So when you put those two together, you have an achievable, attainable destination for yourself. You have what it is and where you want to be and why you're getting there. And that is how you can start to have a good New Year's resolution this year, I think. Yeah, so as you go throughout this year and as you start to think about these goals that you want to make this year, or even long-term goals like, you know, a decade, what do you want, where do you want to be in 10 years? then start to think about your why. Think about the values behind your goals, behind what you want to do. And I'm not going to say, you know, you're going to guarantee, I guarantee you'll, you'll achieve these goals because they're still going to be, they can still be challenging. They can still be hard. But once it's value driven, once you have that why, once you have the value based goal, then your, I guess the, the chance the chances of you achieving that goal is significantly higher than if you just set a goal with nothing behind it. No mm. value, no nothing. You just set it. And you're most likely going to fail. But just give it a try. Figure out your values. Make goals based on your values. And start to see the difference. Start to feel the difference in your goal. And you'll start to see difference there. Amen. Figure figure out what means most to you and start working towards it. So I hope you all have a great new year. Happy new year. Let's see. This will be released. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking if this is going to be released after the new year, but it's not. <laughs> it's probably um, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow for us. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's Monday. It'll probably be released on Tuesday. But... It'll be released tomorrow. So happy new year. Go out there. Have fun. Rem remember, have fun with these goals that you set. Don't try too hard. Be gentle with yourself. Love yourself. And you'll be that much closer to achieving what you want to do. Have a good rest of your new year this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for watching. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to us. That's how we will be able to reach and help as many people as we can. 
you know of anyone that could possibly benefit from this episode or any one of our other episodes, please share it with them. You can also subscribe or follow to be notified when our future episodes come out. Thank you for all the support. Until next time.